Hello, greetings, and welcome to episode uh, 42 of Being Healthy the Shaolin Way. Today, we'll discuss further discuss herbs uh, with the methods of capsuling. Now, the herb industry received a huge boon when herbs began to be put into capsules. Encapsulated herbs are easy to consume, and they are one of the most popular ways of taking herbs in the United States today. Encapsulated herbs rarely act as quickly or effectively as traditional teas and tinctures, but for some unpalatable herbs needed in high doses, they are very convenient. Many capsules are made from animal byproducts, gelatin, and may not be suitable for people on strict vegetarian diets. But there are an increasing number of products being made with all vegetable capsules. Most companies that encapsulate herbs add materials like magnesium stearate to lubricate their machinery. For most people, the addition of minute amounts of magnesium stearate doesn't cause any problems, but some people with sensitive digestive tracts should avoid it. Several companies, including Pure Encapsulations and Thorn, don't use magnesium stearate. Now, home capsule filling machines can be bought for around $30, or you can fill capsules by hand. To do this manually, you need a saucer or flat dish, empty capsules, and the powdered herb you want to encapsulate. Pour the powdered herb into the saucer. Separate the two halves of the capsule case and scoop the powder into both sides of the capsule. Fit the two halves of the capsule together. Store the finished capsules in a cool, dark place or in a dark glass jar or container. Different capsule sizes hold different amounts of herb powder, and machines are more efficient than hand filling. Hand filling a size 00 capsule will result in 200 to 250 milligrams of powdered herb per capsule. Machine-filled capsules usually hold 45 milligrams of herb powder for a standard size 00 capsule. Before capsules became popular, many herbs were sold in tablet form. Herbal tablets can still be found in the marketplace. Tablets have the same advantages as capsules, but they can be harder to digest. Some tablets are made with fillers to bind the herbs together, and these ingredients aren't always disclosed on the label. Tablets contain powdered herbs mixed with filling agents, binding agents, flowing agents, and disintegration agents. Filling agents are designed to make each tablet the exact same size. A binding agent is an ingredient that holds the tablet together. Sticky botanicals such as slippery elm or acacia gum are sometimes used as binding agents. Now, flowing agents are added to help the herbs go through the numerous manufacturing processes smoothly. Compounds such as magnesium stearate are often used as flowing agents. Most people won't have issues with magnesium stearate, but some people do appear sensitive to it. Disintegration agents make the tablet dissolve once it is in the digestive system. Corn and potato starch are commonly used as disintegration agents. Cellulose compounds will make the tablet disintegrate after around 15 minutes in a digestive tract. Some mechanisms rely on the pH of the stomach and are therefore dependent an adequate amount of stomach acid for breakdown. Now, because of the shape, smell, and taste, tablets are often coated with a thin, clear vegetable shellac, a color-coded dye substance, or 
sometimes it's sugar coating. Tablets are made with high-speed machinery. They are not practical to make at home, but you can mix herbal powders together in the same way you would deform a bolus and form the mixture into small round balls. Lay the balls on a flat surface and allow them to dry for a few days so they harden slightly. These herbal pills can be swallowed like tablets. If allowed to thoroughly dry, they will store for a few weeks in an airtight container. Now, topical use of bulk herbs. You can always apply herbs as close as possible to the problem. If you have a problem with your toe, put comfrey right on the toe. This simple concept forms the basis for treating many problems and is often more effective than ingesting an herb and expecting it to ask systemically. When herbs don't work, it is often as much the fault of improper application as it is poor choice of herbs. There are a number of ways to apply herbs to the tissues that need them. Poultices, plasters, suppositories, and more. Now, using mucilaginous herbs. Highly mucilaginous herbs are best used in bulk. They do not work well as any form of extract. The water-soluble fibers they contain are known as mucilage, which does not extract an alcohol, vinegar, or oil. Mucilage is water-soluble, but it absorbs the water, turning it into a slippery, slimy, unpalatable mass. So although small amounts can be made into teas, syrups, and glycerites, the herbs simply work better when taken in bulk form. Three popular herbs that fall into this category are slippery elm, marshmallow, and psyllium hells. Slippery elm is on the United Plant Service at-risk list, and marshmallow is a fairly interchangeable and inexpensive alternative. Taking the bulk powder is the best way to obtain the benefits of marshmallow because an effective dose is about a heaping teaspoon or more, which is difficult to obtain by taking capsules. Fortunately, its bland, slightly sweet taste is not unpleasant. Marshmallow does not readily mix with water, so it is easy to mix with juice in the blender. For example, add a heaping teaspoon of marshmallow to a cup of apple juice or orange juice and blend them together. You can drink it right away before the mucilage absorbs the water and turns the liquid slimy. However, if you're trying to coat an unirritated esophagus, let the mixture turn gelatinous before drinking it. Marshmallow may also be mixed with applesauce or hot cereal, such as oatmeal. Another herb that is best used in bulk is psyllium hulls, a bulk laxative, which some of you may be familiar with. A therapeutic dose can be anywhere from a quarter teaspoon to two teaspoon, two heaping teaspoons, pardon me. This makes taking it in capsules impractical. It is also impossible to make an extract of it. Again, because the mucilage in it is not soluble in alcohol, vinegar, oil, or glycerin. Psyllium rapidly absorbs water, turning into a slimy gelatinous mass that is not very appealing. The best way to take psyllium is to mix it in a cup of water or juice, apple is the best, stir it until it becomes suspended, then drink it before it has a chance to gel. When taking psyllium, start with a small amount, quarter 
a half a teaspoon, and then work up to one to two teaspoons daily. Psyllium can also be blended with other herbs. See the gentle fiber blend in chapter 12 for directions on making your own. Now, that's it for today, but tune in next time when we'll have an introduction to extractions of herbs and terms, equipments, solvents, and calculations. So until uh, the next time, uh, you can visit us at healthyshaolin.com, or if you'd like to learn more about the Shaolin monks uh, from the U.S. Temple, you can visit us at shaolintempleus.org. And until then, I wish you peace and blessings be upon you. And until next time, namaste.